Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Ambassadors of Hope. I'm your host, Charles Bender. We're so excited that you've tuned in to hear from local South Florida leaders who are making a difference in our community and region through our charity, Place of Hope. Hello, and welcome to Ambassadors of Hope, a podcast by Place of Hope. I'm your producer, Maya Elias. In this episode, we have the honor of having Angela Bernard and Cindy Lopez with Crime Stoppers of Palm Beach County. Crime Stoppers of Palm Beach County is partnering with Place of Hope to combat human trafficking. The partnership aims to utilize Crime Stoppers anonymous tip line to gather information on human trafficking cases and provide rewards for tips that lead to arrests. Since the launch of the partnership, there has been a significant increase in human trafficking tips received. Crime Stoppers works closely with law enforcement agencies and the community to raise awareness and provide a safe outlet for reporting crimes. The organization is focused on evolving its technology and expanding its social media presence to reach a wider audience. All right. Well, ladies, welcome. My name is Jamie Bonciancio. I'm the Director of Advancement Development here at Place of Hope. And uh, joining me here today is Angela, the Executive Director of Crime Stoppers. And we have Cindy, who is our Law Enforcement Coordinator for Crime Stoppers. You want to tell us a little bit about your roles and then we'll jump into how we got connected in our partnership with Crime Stoppers. Sounds good. Thanks, Jamie. I am the Executive Director for Crime Stoppers of Palm Beach County. We are one of 23 different Crime Stoppers throughout the state, and my role is to pretty much keep the business of Crime Stoppers going and coordinate with our law enforcement coordinator, Cindy. Hi, and um, I'm Cindy. So I'm the law enforcement coordinator and the tip coordinator. So I handle all the tips that come in through our 800 line, our website and our mobile app. And then I also coordinate with all the agencies as far as like there's any particular cases that they want publicized through us, offer rewards. And then I send them to their different departments based on what kind of tip we get. Fantastic. How many agencies are you guys working with? 32. 32. And that's across the county. Just 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 Palm Beach Palm Beach County. That's Crazy. Well, let's talk a little bit about just what is this partnership? It's a new partnership. It's a very exciting partnership. How it kind of came about and what it looks like from a 30,000 foot view. We had some supporters in common between our two organizations that kind of thought there might be some collaboration opportunities. So we started talking. Oh, it's been months now, probably about six months in process. Um, on what we do and what we do well from the Crime Stopper standpoint with tips and anonymous tipsters and the protections we have and how that could help improve with human trafficking and tips that might come in for that. Yeah. And this is the first relationship that you've really had that focuses specifically on human trafficking, right? Yes. Because what are some of the other crimes that people would give tips on? I mean, we get tips on a bunch of different things. Homicides are like our biggest one. Fraud lately has been a really big one with like the scams that happen like electronically, all that, especially with holidays that just happened. And we also get a lot of narcotics tips. That's probably our second largest one is all the narcotics tips and fugitives. And I think what's really cool about about Place of Hope and what we do is we're very entrepreneurial. And, you know, our CEO, Charles, is very entrepreneurial. And we have donors and supporters and board members who are also in that like mind. And, you know, like you said, we have some mutual supporters and um, we're really fighting the same fight in a a lot of ways, but from different aspects. So I know we had um, one gentleman step forward and just said, what would that look like? How can we utilize these great resources in the community and how can we get behind it? And how can I steward my resources to help 
put an end to this fight from a different perspective, right? Place of Hope is caring for survivors of trafficking and we're focusing on the intervention and prevention of those that are in care. But then how do we get the community involved? How do we get that information out there? And you guys have some great success stories. Uh, I know you'll talk a little bit about just some of the markers that you've seen so far, but I think we're just, we're very, very excited about it. We announced it. You were at the Light in the Shadows luncheon. What were your thoughts on the luncheon? It was overwhelming. I mean, the videos that you showed, it was, you know, really, really reached down to your heart. They were great stories. And it was amazing to see all the supporters there. Mm -hmm. And you guys are a part of that. It's kind of cool. 700 primarily women, right? But all very excited. And it's a heavy topic, but I I think we did a pretty good job of leaving people inspired. And uh, you mentioned that just in this short period of time, since we've really officially launched, and that was one of our official launch dates, you've gotten a lot of tips so far, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, In all of 2022 to 2023, we got maybe a total of like six six or seven tips Mm -hmm. of human trafficking. And then just from Thanksgiving to now, we've gotten 14. So So double. Double in in one month. Yeah, in one month. So that's absolutely incredible. So we're excited for that. So Cindy or Angela, can you share some insights into the current state of maybe what you're seeing from your end for Palm Beach County as a whole, maybe some specific challenges faced by some people that you might be interfacing with? Yeah. So I um, have been in law enforcement previously for seven, six years. I was in dispatch for six years. So through that, in Palm Beach County, I saw how much human trafficking is all around us. We would get calls all the time about just certain people looking suspicious or, you know, certain situations that they encountered. And it makes you really realize that like, we're not immune to it. And then also with our, you know, Belgrade area out there, human trafficking has, is in so many different forms that we even get stories out there. And, you know, as a minority, I have seen it too with people that I know firsthand when they explain certain situations and you're just like, you know, that's not right. Florida being surrounded by international waters is just such hot commodity state for that. And then Palm Beach County alone, I've seen that we get a lot of landings. We, you know, have a lot of people who come here with like a pretense of something, you know, Lake Worth Beach is filled with street work, like walkers and stuff that you have no idea if like they're doing this by force. Right. Right. Yeah, that's one of the the focuses that we have at Place of Hope, uh, spending a lot of time trying to educate community on what is human trafficking? What does that look like? And and even uh, leading up to and grooming and kind of what that looks like. A lot of people will say, and I think you saw, heard me say it in the, the video at Light in the Shadows is a lot of people think it's stranger danger and it's this white van pulling up, but there's so much more, right? There's domestic servitude. Maya and I were talking about that this morning. Just She was just in Dominican Republic and just saw just what, you know, we're so privileged here and what our world looks like is so different in a different country. But the domestic servitude, we're seeing it in a variety of ways. And, you know, what street-based prostitution looks like in Riviera Beach versus maybe Glade versus, um, you know, Vero Beach and really trying to help the community understand what that looks like. And then focusing on the grooming and kids that are in middle schools and high schools and what they're being affected uh, and how they're being impacted by sextortion. And there's just so many ways the gangs and Belglade, a lot of the gangs and one of the young ladies that came through our care, she's been with us for years, Mary, she's a fantastic young lady. And, you know, we just thank God that she ended up coming to Place of Hope, but she said that she's from Belglade. There really was, you played football or you survived. And if you're a lady, you don't play football. So what options are there? So, you know, there's just a lot of opportunities. So helping people understand what that looks like and not necessarily just passing judgment on, oh, I see this lady walking the street, you know, for crack or whatever, but really helping focus on 
what are the signs of that? Is there something wrong? Is, you know, for a teacher that's seeing a child, a student coming into class, always being late or coming with some sort of, you know, bruises or marks or cuts or just different things trying to help awaken, right, our community so they they can react appropriately, they can make those types of phone calls. So if somebody does want to report a tip, what does that look like? How would they do that? So what they, they have three options to report tips to Crime Stoppers. You can call our 800 line, which goes to a call center that's 24-7. Or you can go online on our website. There's a form that you fill out all the information. We also have an app called P3 Tips. Then the more simplified number, which is one that John Walsh is working with us on, is like the star star tips. Yeah. That is statewide. So, and I actually think it's national now, right? Right. So so it started in the state of Florida, Um Attorney General Ashley Moody kind of coordinated that and now they've been promoting it. So Florida was first and yes, it's going national. Yep. So star star tips anywhere you are anywhere, basically, it'll get your tip to the correct crime stoppers for the area that you want to report it. The app is also pretty easy because it just goes based off state, then county. And then from there, it'll go to the correct one once you select the county that you're in. So I want to get into in a minute what the actual partnership is and what that match looks like, because People need to know about that, of course, but we're talking about the tipsters right now. So how are we protecting those, uh, keeping their information anonymous? You know, if they're going on an app, what are you doing about that? And, and what does that look like? So the call center that we use is in Canada. So we, the calls don't ever come directly to me unless the tipster requests to speak directly to me. I do not have caller ID on my phone. The phone numbers don't come through our call center and myself. we never ask for name, no emails, no phone numbers, nothing that identifies yourself. When tips come in through the web or the mobile app, I get them all and I inspect them and I can edit them to edit out any identifying information before it goes to law enforcement. So nobody will ever know who you are. If you did somehow identify yourself, I remove it. And that's just something, you know, based on Crime Stoppers that I will never reveal either. Right. Absolutely. In addition to that. So there's multiple layers from a technology standpoint that that protects tipsters. But in the state of Florida, there's also a law to protect tipsters and the tips that we receive so that we can't be compelled to provide any information, even if we you know, had something that might lead someone to figure out who yeah. someone was. Awesome. Hello, and welcome to the segment entitled Seed of Hope. Today, we would like to share with you all three stories of either current or former residents of Place of Hope who are human trafficking survivors. Our first story. At 12 and 16 years old, three siblings were brought from their home country with their parents to the U.S. for a better life. Upon arrival, the traffickers stripped them of their visas that the traffickers afforded for them. Not knowing the language, not knowing where they were, and not knowing the culture, the family was terrified that they would be deported or that their children would be murdered. They were forced into labor trafficking. They spent 18 hours a day working, only to not keep most of their money. Threatened by force and fraud, the children and family were indebted to their traffickers. Story number two. Doug had been physically and sexually abused as a child. As a result, he was brought into the foster care system. Such trauma led Doug into a dark place. He ran away from foster care and found himself on the streets. After days without food or dry and warm place to sleep, Doug met a man who offered them those things, filling his needs. Over time, the man built rapport with Doug and he felt safer with him 
than alone and starving until the day came when Doug was faced with repaying the man through commercial sex. Embarrassed, feeling trapped, and not knowing where else to go or how, he complied. For most of her childhood, Tabitha's mom was incarcerated. She grew up not knowing her mom and not knowing what it felt like to have a mom. At 12 years old, Tabitha's mom was released from jail and for the first time, she was able to lovingly embrace the woman she yearned for her whole life. Her mom told her that she was sick and that Tabitha could help her get better. She explained her sickness was a drug addiction and the only way to help her get better was to continue using. And the only way that she could afford her habit was if Tabitha slept with men for money and gave her mom the money. Her mom reminded Tabitha that she loved her and she was so proud of her and more than anything needed her help. And more than anything, Tabitha wanted to be loved and seen by her mom. So she complied. Tabitha was trafficked by her mom at 12 years old. Well, and let's talk about what the tips is. So what is this reward? Do you want to tell us about this incentive? Tell us about what you guys are doing already and then what this incentive looks like and what that really amounts to. Sure. So the board of directors for Crime Stoppers, they are volunteers. They must live in the county and they get together once a month to evaluate the tips that have resulted in arrests. So we look at those. There is a point system, depending on the type of crime. Did we recover stolen property or narcotics, things like that, that determines how much the tip is valued at. We range anywhere from $100 to $3,000, depending on that. And we were lucky enough to collaborate with you. And you're able to come in and match up to $2,000 for our tips in that leads human trafficking arrests. So you're looking at potentially up to $5,000 for human trafficking tips. That's fantastic. That's amazing. We hope that that is an incentive enough. I mean, it's hard to say if that really is, but to have such numbers. I believe it is. I mean, we offer an option sometimes to agencies and families to add additional rewards for their family members case. And I have noticed that when for example, a homicide reward is upped from 3000 to 6000 We do tend to get more response, like yeah. more tips come in for it. Yes, sometimes some of them don't lead anywhere, but the more information that gets out there, the more that it can help agencies get somewhere. Absolutely. And people have asked, uh, you know, unrelated to Crime Stoppers, but related in the conversation, people have asked before if they're calling, you know, the Polaris Project or the National Human Trafficking Hotline. And, you know, I'm not really sure if I'm seeing something, you know, really, should I make that phone call. And I always encourage them to because you don't always realize there could be other pieces that are out there and you could just be that missing link, right? That missing puzzle piece that really helps bring it all together. What would you say to that? I have um, some tips that I, every time I get a tip, I search it through the database to see if anything else has come in in that area that's similar, similar descriptions, similar situations. And if it does, I make sure to compile that like could be related because you're right. It could all as one form something. Absolutely. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? No, that's pretty much what Cindy said. Plus it may be something where we get something now that doesn't lead to an arrest this month, but then someone else notices something else and they report it and it builds on that because like Cindy said, she keeps track. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's take it back. You know, so it's the new year. We just wrapped up 2023. We're kicking off 2024. It's National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. So we're excited to have you here. But you guys, so we've been around since 2001, but you guys, Crime Stoppers, have been around since 1981. Is that correct? Yes. So tell us a little bit about just how you've evolved. Um, you know, what maybe some future plans or strategies do you have to really continue to impact Palm Beach County? And then what does it look like for South Florida as a whole? 
So evolution-wise, from a technology aspect, is always funny. When I joined and learned that they took these tips, there was a single phone that was the Crime Stoppers phone, you know, and they're taking like the, the tips. phone. Yeah, exactly. A notebook from, I think the last time was 2015 was the last time we stopped using that notebook. Yeah. It is a literal notebook where they were writing each tip down, the ID, the information, the case number for the agency. Like, it's crazy. That's awesome. So it's nice, you know, technology's kept up. Now we've got the app, we've got the star star tip. So people have multitude of ways to reach us. And we also have a lot more collaboration between the different Crime Stoppers organizations throughout the country because of that. So I'm excited. It's my first year as executive director and having these community outreaches because we've got Place of Hope. We've also reached out with inner city innovators. So we've got some other outreaches. We do the tip portion of things really well. We're very proud of that, but it's nice for our board members and our volunteers to see that the next step is something like Place of Hope being able to help after that tip and that arrest is made. What happens? Right. So it's it's finishing the story for us, yeah. which is nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you have an event coming up January 27th, 27th. So okay. this is our um, our biggest event that we have hosted now. This is our 13th year. It's called Cruising for Crime Stoppers. And it is a community awareness event as well as a fundraiser for us. And we invite the entire community to come out. Village of Wellington Amphitheater that morning. We're going to have about 500 motorcycles that will ride 100 miles through the county. And basically spread the word of Crime Stoppers. And we will have food and music and all that kind of good stuff afterwards. If you don't know what Crime Stoppers is, come out and learn more about us. So you don't have to ride a motorcycle to attend. You do not. You can, so, you can still come out and support. Yep. So after the motorcycles come back in around 1 p.m., join us for the after party, nice. live music. Everything is open to the public. Raffles and everything. Lots of great prizes. There you go. And you mentioned it was a fundraiser. So what does that particularly go for? Um, it goes towards our operations. It goes somewhat towards our tips, our rewards that we pay out. So some of the tips, um, we get funds from different sources. And some of the tips, if they don't lead to an arrest, sometimes our board members are like, that person really puts themselves out there. Or it might be, um, especially in student crime stoppers in the schools, where it might not lead to an arrest, but it might lead to some services being offered to a student yeah. or a family. And in those cases, we feel it's important to be able to provide them with rewards. So that's where that money goes. Talk a little bit about student crime stoppers. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah. So I actually was going to touch base on that because um, one of the things I was going to say earlier, too, is, you know, Palm Beach County has a lot of uh, safe homes for kids, mm -hmm. foster care homes. So I know that those are a huge targets. So for these kids that are in high school to know that they have an outlet, there's so many school programs that you can report to. But unfortunately, Crime Stoppers is the only truly anonymous one. Some of the other ones, they still ask for a phone number. They still ask for your first name, at least, and your school, whereas Crime Stoppers won't ask you anything at all. So for student Crime Stoppers, we offer rewards of up to $1,000 if it happened on campus. But that doesn't mean you can only report things that happen on campus. You can report things that have happened outside of campus. We are forming a really great relationship with a lot of the school resource officers. So a lot of them actually have students who come to them 
but then they tell these students to go to Crime Stoppers to eliminate their potentially having to testify, being identified, because that's ultimately one of the reasons I do have a lot of agencies that are happy to tell people to go to Crime Stoppers. It's because people want to stay safe and they know that if they say something and someone finds out they may not be safe. So we offer that safety outlet. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really good to know. I had a, a group of women that I went and spoke. I did a presentation a couple of months ago and they said, we've been wanting to have somebody come talk about human trafficking for so long, but we're actually fearful that if we are known as a group of people that are helping spread awareness about human trafficking, that it could put our safety at risk. And it's kind of heartbreaking and disheartening to hear that is the case, but that's it's the truth. So that's awesome that you guys um, offer that in those schools and that the SROs are on board. And that's awesome. Hello, and welcome to this segment entitled Hope in Action. For this segment of Hope in Action, we would like to share some history about Human Trafficking Awareness Month. January is observed as National Human Trafficking Prevention Month in the United States since 2010. The month is dedicated to raising awareness about human trafficking and educating the public on identification and prevention. The U.S. Department of State collaborates with U.S. embassies and consulates to promote awareness globally. The initiative traces back to the Trafficking Victims Protection Act of 2000, or known as the TVPA, with President Barack Obama officially declaring January as National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month in 2010. President Biden has continued this tradition, emphasizing the commitment to protecting survivors, prosecuting traffickers, and ending human trafficking. Presidential proclamations highlight key policy achievements, such as the executive order in 2012, the formation of the U.S. Advisory Council on Human Trafficking in 2016, the launch of the program to end modern slavery in 2017, and the updated National Action Plan in 2021. Human trafficking encompasses forced labor and sex trafficking, and this poses a threat to global peace, security, and human dignity. Over 27.6 million people, including those in the U.S., are estimated to be victims of human trafficking. The COVID-19 pandemic has not deterred traffickers who exploit vulnerabilities caused by natural disasters and conflict. Many countries following the 3P paradigm, preventing, protecting, and prosecuting, have implemented anti-trafficking laws. Despite international efforts, however, traffickers still persist, prompting a call to action in every presidential proclamation for individuals to play a crucial role in combating human trafficking. I want to talk in a minute about how you both got involved and what led you into this. But as you were talking, it made me wonder in what ways you talked about there's 32 agencies you're working with. So what other ways um, is Crime Stoppers engaging with law enforcement, engaging with the media and engaging with the community in general to get the word out there? Like you said, you guys do such a great job, but how are you getting that word out there and how can we help get that out there? So you've probably seen a billboard or a bus stop that we've got our materials at. So that's just general kind of for people passing by. We do a lot of community outreach. We're going to be at Garlic Fest. We're, we, you know, different things like that, yeah. community events. We reach out. We've gone to speak at different schools from elementary, middle, high school, colleges. So trying to get that information out there. We are building much more on our social media platforms because we want to be able to reach a younger audience. Absolutely. 
along with the social media, you know, I've been really trying to get our following up there with like Instagram um, and Facebook primarily, but we've talked about possibly doing reels and starting to do like little clips with detectives and things like that. I have started to reach out to a lot of agencies to do kind of like a Crime Stoppers training course at their new hires. So we're doing one this month, actually, with Riviera Beach at their training, we're That's doing a great. presentation. That way they all know what we offer, what they can send to us. Because a lot of them, they only think they can send high profile stuff to us, but we'll, we'll take anything. We do animal abuse and then we want to let them know about the human trafficking because we know that there's a lot of agencies that have task force specifically for that. So if they know that now we're offering this incentive, they know that they could possibly send victims or previous victims that have information but are scared to us. Absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. That's so good to hear. So let's go back and talk about, you know, how you got involved, what brought you here, because you've been here now a year as the executive director. I was a board member prior to that. So um, I'm a small business owner here in Palm Beach County. I've been here for over 20 years. Someone brought me in as a board member. And like I said, you know, it's interesting to hear. It's, you know, kind of heartbreaking to hear some of the stories. But I felt like we were doing something good. We wanted to get that word out there. And I think part of what makes you realize people want to do the right thing, a lot of the rewards go unclaimed. I, when I heard that, it was very interesting to me that that's the case. Yeah. So we, I think the, about 30% of our rewards get claimed and the rest of them just go back into our, our funds. But so as a board member, that was, you know, I, I was, I was hooked. And then when the opportunity came up to become executive director, I thought, yep, that's I'm ready to do something different. That's uh, awesome. So here and I you am. still run a, a, a business full time. I do have the business, but I'm, I'm kind of phasing out of yeah. that. Yeah. And then what about you, Cindy? Um, so I've been in law enforcement for quite a bit. I was a judicial assistant for a felony judge for about three years. And then I started dispatch, did that for six years. And then family kind of made me switch tolls on like hours and stuff. But since being in Crime Stoppers, it's I've always had a passion for like investigative things. And with Crime Stoppers, it gives me that opportunity to do it. But then also you get some sense of like you're doing the right thing because it's like you're helping solve these cases yeah. for people with these tipsters. And every tipster I've ever spoken to when it comes to the reward process, they have been so grateful. A lot of them are so surprised at how much they're getting. Some of them are surprised they're even getting anything. So it's just been really rewarding. And now I've got this passion for it with Crime Stoppers. It's like, I really want to build their social media. I want to do all these things. So having some fun with it, she and I, because we're, we've both been in these positions only you're a little, a little over, over a year, year and I'm just under a year. It's been fun. It, new energy awesome. and we're kind of building off of each other and our skills. That's exciting. That's really cool. So do you, either one of you or both of you have just in your short period of time, at least um, you've been, you know, for a while, but is there any story that really stands out to you? That's like, oh, this is why we do it. Like, this is why I get up every day. And this is what I, you know, really focus on. Is there anything that just really just warms your heart? I mean, just in Crime Stoppers alone, you know, we got a tip once and I know you'll remember this one because it was a pretty like, oh my God, we got a tip once where they were calling to report, you know, about the safety of a child. So, you know, I was able, our call center is amazing. They are 24 seven. This tip came in at like three o'clock in the morning and they called me right away so that I could look at it. And as soon as I did, I sent it. I was like, okay, go ahead and call the police um, and have them dispatch immediately. So they did, they were able to recover the child. They were safe. Like, the mother was arrested. It's just those kind of things. It's like, 
you do this for a reason because apparently it was a situation that's a recurring incident that was happening. And because somebody was able to feel safe enough to call us and we responded that quickly, like a child's life was possibly saved. So that kind of stuff. And then just working in law enforcement, there's so many times where it's like, what you're doing serves a purpose. It's a thankless job, but it's, you get the thanks and the satisfaction that you're doing something right for the community. I think some of what reaches my heart is some of these people, the victims, especially. So we've had this situation where I think you received a call out of, out of the Western part of the County. And, you know, this mom tried everything she could to keep a child safe. And in the end, got involved and he was murdered. And that's a sad, horrible situation, but at least we're able to try and help her get some closure, get some justice. So try and help that situation where we get the tips that can possibly put the the culprit under arrest. And I will say a lot of my homicide families, they really touch my heart because the police, they do a lot, but they can't be upfront with everything they're doing right away to not impact their investigation. So when they call me and I'm able to put up a poster of their child that they can drive by every day, like those little things, it's, you know, they're so appreciative of it. And all of it, a lot of times the first question is how much will that cost me? And I'm so happy that I can tell them nothing. Nothing. It'll cost you nothing. That's awesome. Anything that we haven't covered that you want to share, talk about, ask, maybe some 2024 goals. For me, at least for Crime Stoppers, my goals are really to up the amount of, I mean, we already get so many tips, but I really want to up it. Like the more information we can get, the better. I want to really up our social media, you know, keep bringing awareness to it. One of the biggest things that I think I've found out is that a lot of people know who we are and might know what we are, but they don't know how we work. And once they find out how we work and how we truly are anonymous from the moment you call us to the moment you get your money, like they're amazed because that's the biggest one is how do I get money if I'm anonymous? We have a safe, solid process on how you get your reward. We will never know who you are. No one will. We've had some funny results out. Well, what about this? What about that? And we're like, nope, this is how we handle that. That's how we handle that situation. So it's it's funny how that works out. The other thing that we're really focusing on is we want people to understand that Crime Stoppers of Palm Beach County is an independent, not-for-profit organization. We are not part of law enforcement. So while you, a lot of your law enforcement agencies may have their own tip lines, we are the anonymous tip line. The so anonymous. Okay. And I think the biggest thing, too, is a lot of people think ours is for arrest and conviction because a lot of the agencies who have their own tip line do advertise arrest and conviction. We are just arrest. We also, on certain occasions, will pay out for um, recovery of property or narcotics, depending on what it is. I know we have talked about with the human trafficking collaboration, if there's recovery of victims, that is something that will be considered for a reward as well. Yep. Arrest and recovery in a human trafficking investigation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, I think it's really cool because, um, I mean, so to know that you guys have been around since 1981 makes sense. So I was born in 1983. I've grown up like hearing about Crime Stoppers and, you know, it's like that billboard, like you said you know, it's there, but you don't really know what it is or what it was. So when Charles said, Hey, I think we're going to do this thing with crime stoppers. I'm like, that's awesome. But what is the thing? Like, how's this going to work? So it's just been, it's been a privilege. It's been awesome to really get to know you ladies and just your hearts. And we're excited for you. And I know we have some co-branded materials. We have our rat card. So that's co-branded. We handed those out 
all at the light in the shadows as well as your information. So the student crime stoppers as well as this one, all of that went in. All of this information is available for anybody who wants. We have it on social. We're going to be tagging you a lot in the month of January as it's National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. You know, uh, we want to get that information out to people, really what human trafficking looks like, having them understand what it looks like and it's boys and girls and it's all ages and there's multiple varieties of of human trafficking and victims and predators that are out there so we're very excited to be working with you i think that pretty much wraps us up unless you have anything else you want to add we are excited as well because this collaboration will lead us to potentially others with other other organizations in the county Absolutely. That helps us get our word out as well. Yeah. And if you're ever at an event, especially our motorcycle ride, all the materials for this collab will also be at our event, at any future events that we go to. Because we do go to what, probably like one a month, if not two a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had the public safety expo, right? Yeah, that you guys were there and we'll be at the cruising for Crime Stoppers. We'll be there. I won't be there, but the team will be there. We're excited. We're happy to, to be partnering. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and share with your friends so you don't even miss a thing. And if you really gained value today, please be sure to give us a five-star review so, of course, we can be put in front of more listeners. For details and show notes about today's podcast and how you can connect with and support our guests, please go to placeofhope.com forward slash podcast. And please don't forget to email us at pohpodcast at placeofhope.com. And for sure, follow us on social media, Ambassadors of Hope, Placing Hope in a Child's Future. 